Fontanato. Bobby Orr behind the net to Sanderson. To Orr! Bobby Orr! Scores in the Boston Bruins! And Orr with Stanley Cup! And Bork with it now. Fires! Scores! Ray Bork off the faceoff! Drill it by Bratheon to make it 3-2. Quig Lucic, top of the circle, Horton, the drive, scores! The Bruins knock out the three Everybody, welcome to episode eight of Dump and Change Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Galveo, as always. And I gotta say, I feel like the meme of you know the dog um sitting in the kitchen drinking his cup of coffee with the flames all around him saying, Everything is fine, everything is fine. Um, and I'm trying to tell myself that. <laughs> Because uh, it has been a rough week uh, for this Bruins team. Um, you know, it was, uh, you know, three straight losses, uh, you know, post Thanksgiving, um, which is, you know, not what you want to see. Um, you know, you hate to see losses. At, you know, you hate to see losses at all. But, um, you know, especially three straight losses, you know, this doesn't really happen, um, you know, with this Bruins team at all. You know, they don't really lose more than two in a row. And even two in a row is rare. Uh, for this team, uh, you know, they, we, we've seen them, you know, time and time again, bounce back after a loss. Um, and, you know, so now that it's three straight um, and it's against, uh, you know, teams in your conference, um, you know, it, it's tough. It, it's really, it's, it, you know, you, you hate to see that. Um, it's not only the losses, but it's been the way they've lost. Um, just very frustrating play. Um, it seems like the team is kind of out of sync. Um, it, the, you know, the, whether it's the, the passing, like it's, it's either been too much passing, um, and not just, you know, shooting the puck when you have opportunities. Um, it's been bad penalties. It's been, you know, sloppy play in your own end, turning the puck over, not being able to clear the puck out of your own end. Um, you know, the goaltending has, been, has struggled a little bit, um, you know, the past few games. But, you know, it, it's really hard to blame them because they've been so good this season. Um, you know, they've really been repeating what they did last year. I mean, they, they've both been so good. Swayman's even been a little bit better uh, than he was last year. But, you know, it, it's, it's, it's tough because you don't – it's really hard to put any blame on them because of just because of how good they've been. Um, the Bruins have relied heavily on them. And like Monty said earlier this season, a lot of the, you know, a lot of the reason why they're even in this situation is because of their goaltending. Um, you know, they have been lights out to start this year. Um, and now they're kind of both struggling at the same time. Um, which is tough because, you know, maybe you might have, you know, one goalie struggling, but you can rely, rely on the other, but they both struggled. Um, I'm not saying it's even entirely on them. You know, they, like I said, 
you know, the, the play in front of them has not been good. Um, especially the defense, which is, you know, the strength of this team, you know, coming into this season, that was the strength, you know, this defense, this, um, you know, that, that core, uh, you know, that, that, you know, six, those six defensemen were, were the strength of this team. Um, you know, so it, it's been, it's been hard on them because the play, like I, you know, as I said, the play, uh, in front of them hasn't been good, but, um, you know, yeah, it, it, again, it, it's really hard to blame, um, you know, to blame either one of them, um, you know, because the, you know, the, the play from the forwards, the play from the defense, uh, the defensive play in front of them in general has not been good. Uh, it's just been uncharacteristic play from the Bruins. Um, so, uh, it seems it's all happening at once right now. It's like no facet of the game is is good right now. It's the it's you know the, the goal scoring uh, aside from the Ranger game, they but that one was just a wacky game altogether. Uh, they end up getting four goals in that game, but still lose seven four. But you know you weren't really able to score any goals against Detroit. You know you scored twice, um, and then you lose five two against you know Columbus on Monday. So it's been, you know, whether it's been goal scoring um, and then it's just been breakdowns defensively, you know, uncharacteristic penalties, um, you know, some of your star players are kind of dwindling, you know, the, the play hasn't been there. Um, so we're not used to seeing this, um, you know, especially in the last couple of years. Uh, we've had a really good team here in, in, in Boston and they haven't done a lot of losing. So it's tough to. Uh, it's a tough pill to swallow right now um, because they've done a lot of losing, uh, you know, th this week. So um, it's been it's been tough to watch. But, you know, as I said, it's every facet of the game, uh, you know, really three really bad games. You know, that it was a it was a bad game against Detroit. And, you know, it was too many, too many penalties against Detroit. The penalties is really honestly that that's been one thing that's really killed them a lot has been the penalties. Uh, you know, if you bring it up, I believe that's been 14 penalties in the last three games for this team, which if you're spending that much time in the box, I don't care. I don't care who you're playing. Uh, I don't care if you're playing an American League team. If you take enough penalties, these teams are going to score and they're going to score goals on you. Um, no matter how good your PK is, you give them enough opportunities, you're going to pay. And the Bruins have paid. Um with goals against, you know, and it's too many penalties. You know, that you had the Lindholm penalty that led to a goal, a short-handed goal um, against Columbus. You took that delay a game penalty. Um, you've had Marshawn take a couple, you know, stupid penalties lately. Um, it's just been, whether it's just been killer. It's been, you know, you, you take too many penalties, the puck's going to be going to go in your own net. It's just that's what it is. Um, so it's been frustrating penalties, uncharacteristic penalties for this team. Um, has been has been a big, big thing. Um, and, and goals against again, you you give them opportunities, you're gonna they're gonna score goals. And the Bruins have given up five or more goals in the last three games. Um, and then according to Nesson, it's been the first time this has happened since March of 2012. So, you know, that proves how good this team has been defensively. Um, that's been their game. You know, they've, and, and that's, you know, giving up goals is not their style of game. They don't, they're not a run and gun team. They're a very solid, sound defensive team. 
That goes back to Claude Julian. That goes back to really the beginning of their time. You know, they're beginning, you know, uh, the, the celebrating the centennial year. That's a big part of their game. Bruins hockey is tight defensively. They don't really give you much um, to work with offensively. And it's scoring goal, you know, and then scoring goals. Um, but they haven't done a lot of, uh, they, they haven't done a lot of either uh, these last few games. So, um, yeah, I mean, like I said, it's, it's too many goals against, and uh, you know, they're going to, they're going to do that to you. If you give teams opportunities, um, you know, whether it's on the power play, whether it's turnovers, you had Grizzly had a horrible turnover um, that led to a goal uh, the other night and uh, you know, turns it over at the blue line. They Columbus goes the other way, boom, they score. Um, it's been one of those things where it, it's just uncharacteristic from this Bruins team. Um, you know, it, it, we're not used to seeing this. It, it's kind of, like I said, every facet of the game has gone downhill and um it's tough to see, you know, they're, they're really in a rut right now. Um, you know, you talk about, you know, practice time, have they had a lot of practice time? Um, they haven't, you know, today on Wednesday, as I'm recording, um, you know, the last time they practiced before this was, I believe on the 19th. Um, so they've gone about 10 days without practice time. They've played a lot of games in between. So, um, hopefully this is just something they needed. Um, you know, and, and you have an opportunity to turn around on Thursday night against a bad San Jose team. So hopefully you can do that. But uh, one thing that I, you know, just a couple notes I wanted to point out, um, you know, I know Swayman, that's the big story um, from Monday's game. He was pulled um, after giving up a couple of goals. Um, I don't mind the pull from Montgomery. Um I think that's just something where, listen, he was trying to light a fire under his team's ass. Um, his team needed it, you know, and I don't mind it. I don't like, again, I don't blame Swayman. Um, I don't blame Swayman at all for that. I think it was, uh, you know, just something that the team needed. They needed to light a fire under his ass. And I don't mind Monty uh, doing that. You know, uh, you know, we talk, we talk about the changes that Montgomery has made from last year things that he's learned to do differently this year, um, you know, buttons that he's pressing, um, you know, so, I mean, that's, you know, that's a, uh, um, you know, that's something that, uh, you know, I, I don't mind that he did. I don't know if he would have done that last year. Um, so it's, I don't mind him doing that. Um, I think it's, uh, something that I, I, you know, listen, he was, again, he was trying to get let a fire under his team's ass, um, and he felt that was a good time to do that. Um, you know, I'm sure Swayman wasn't happy about it because it, you know, he only, it's a couple of goals. So usually you don't see that. Um, but you know, the Bruins were in that. We, we all know the situation that they were in on Monday, you're coming off a couple of losses. Uh, you're playing a bad Columbus team. Um, you don't want to lose to them. Um, so again, I don't mind the decision from Montgomery. Um, you know, I, you know, I, Honestly, I would I have done it in the in the at, at that point. I probably wouldn't have even thought about pulling Swayman, but you know he 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 thought that was the thing to do. So I don't blame him. You know, um, you know he you just got to get some some type of spark going. Obviously, ultimately, it just didn't hit. Um, it didn't work. But you know those things are going to happen. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, it, 
you got to do what you got to do at that point if you're Montgomery and he was just trying to get some type of spark going and um, you know ultimately it just didn't work but at the end of the day you got to you got to try something in that situation because you know things weren't look things weren't looking good um, and you got to be be able to provide some type of spark um, for your team and that's what he tried to do there so uh, again I don't blame Montgomery for doing that did Swayman like it probably not but you know sometimes you got to do what you got to do at that it, at uh at that situation so um you know i don't mind him doing that um you know one one thing that i will say um from the last uh you know few games is uh brad marchand um i don't know whether it's maybe got something to do with the hip maybe it's just the amount of games that we've been playing and not a lot of practice time or um, you know, getting used to different line mates or, or whatever it may be, but he's kind of slowed down recently. You'd like to see him pick up a little bit more um, offensively in his last five games. He's only got one point and that's a one assist. So, you know, I, looking at him, he's been a little quiet. Um, I definitely would like to see him do a little bit more. Um, I think sometimes he tries to do a little bit too much. Um, as far as, you know, he tries to create offense on his own. And, um, you know, when he, when he skates into the offensive zone, he tries to do these dipsy doos and, and, and whatnot and try to get by, you know, three, four guys. And, um, you know, I, I think the whole, the team, him himself, but the team as a whole, um, it's just about keeping things simple. When you're in a rut like this, just make the simple play um, and, and, and play a simple brand of hockey. And I don't think any of them have done that, um, including Marshawn. But, yeah, I mean, I'd like to see a little bit more out of them. Um, you know, they've had some line changes in practice that I'll read off in a second here. But um, maybe, you know, some new line mates, maybe splitting him in pasta would be a good idea. Um, it looks like that's what they did in practice today. So, um, but just something to try to get him going because he hasn't really been going at all. Um so you'd like to see a little bit more from, from Brad Marchand, um, you know, offensively. That's what he's there for. I mean, he's listen, he's one of the top wingers in the league um, offensively, but defensively, he's a, he's a very well-rounded player. Um, but offensively, you really would like to see him pick up a little bit more because they're going to need it. Um, you know, they especially in, in times like this and situations like these where, you know, the team's not really going, you got to be able to rely on those guys like, you know, Brad Marshawn, David Pasternak, um, you know, Charlie McAvoy, um, you know, Jake DeBrusk even, you know, he's, he's, he's one of those guys that's been around for a few years now, you know, more than a few years, but um, he's been around for a little while now. So you gotta rely, you gotta be able to rely on those, on, on those guys and um, be able to say, listen, you're the horses, you know, when the team's in this situation, the team's in this kind of rut, you have to be able to provide because, you know, if the whole team's not going, listen, the, the bottom six guys, they're, they're going to try to do their thing, but you got to be able to rely on your guns in these situations. And, you know, Brad Marshawn is certainly one of them. Uh, Pasternak's been good his last five. He's had two goals, two assists, four points. Um, you know, McAvoy's been good defensively. Um, but, uh, yeah, Marshawn's been one of the guys that, you know, as far as your your dogs, you know, he you'd like to see him howl a little bit more. You'd like to see him get in the mix a little bit more. Um, so you're looking for a little bit more from Brad Marsh on here. So, 
hopefully you can get that from him. Um, you know, whether that's just getting some more practice time, um, you know, whatever it may be, or just simplifying the game, which I think they all have to do. Um, you know, you'd like to see that from, from a guy like Brad Marchand. So, um, I think for him, it's just going to be simplifying his game, um, making the easy plays. Don't try to do too much like sometimes he can do. Um, and I know that's all because he cares. He wants to, obviously he wants the team to do well. It's his first year as the captain. Um, you know, there's, there's, you know, with the centennial year, there is some added pressure. It's not a normal year. So, um, you know, I, I think sometimes maybe he just tries to do a little bit too much. Um, so I think just simplifying his game, I think he'll be all right. I don't think he's, you know, I don't think he's on the decline. Like some people might say, um, I just think that it's just about simplifying his game um, and, and not trying to, to do everything all at once. And um, I think if he does that, you know, we're going to see the Brad Marsh on um, the, the, listen, this isn't going to last forever. This, you know, the way they're going right now, but um, you know, they're going to break through at some point and, and Marshawn's going to break through at some point in a big way. Um, it's just a matter of when, and, and hopefully it's sooner rather than later. But um, you know, I, I, I I'm not worried about a guy like Brad Marshawn long-term. I think he's going to be fine. So it's just about, um, you know, when it when when is it going to happen versus will it happen because it, it, it will happen um he's going to be fine this team's going to be fine but uh i think it's just a matter of simplifying their game and and and, and you go from there so um yeah all in all you like to see a little bit more from him um as i mentioned pasta has been you know some of the bright spots pasta has been good Two goals, two assists in his last five. JVR has got one goal, three assists in his last five. Boy, let me tell you, I love what JVR's brought. I thought the line with the, I think the line with him, Coyle, and Frederick has been really good. Um, they've done a lot offensively, um, you know. But JVR's provided, you know, some really, really great hockey. He can chip in offensively. Um, you know, he can play that net front presence on the power play. Um, he just, he's, he's a guy that just he can. He, He's not afraid to play that greasy um, style of hockey. You know, he's not afraid to get in, you know, get in the mix in the corners in front of the net, um, which you love. He's been a he's been a great he's been a really tremendous add uh, to this Bruins team, and you know, again, he's been he's been good as of late. Um, you know, but uh, obviously, just the, the team itself has been struggling. But I have liked what I've seen from JVR um, as well as Charlie Coyle. Like I said, that line of Coyle, Frederick, and, uh, and JVR has been really good. Charlie Coyle, four goals. I think four goals, one assist. Uh, four goals, one assist from him. Um, sorry, yeah, four goals, one assist from Charlie Coyle in his last five. He's been tremendous. Um, you know, let me tell you about a guy like Charlie Coyle. Um, he's on his way to, I think, a 70-point season, 65, 70-point season. Um I think his career high is actually 56. So for him to get a 65, 70 point season, that's pretty damn good. Um, that's like a 15, you know, he, he's, he's due for like a 10, 15 point increase in, um, from his career high, which you love to see. Um, yeah, he's been unbelievable for this Bruins team. Um, you know, even now he's been one of the bright spots, um, you know, through these last three games. Um, but Charlie Coyle has been a heck of a player um, as of late. Uh, like I said, four goals, one assist in his last five. He's really leading the charge. He's, 
he's taken that uh, you know that responsibility on his shoulders because of no Bergeron and no Krejci. I mean, boy, he's really stepped up. Um, I don't think anyone would have saw this type of play coming. I figured he'd, he'd be good. He's a solid hockey player. But the fact that, um, you know, the, the fact that he's been able to play at the level that he's played at this season, I mean, my God, you, you got to give all the credit in the world to Charlie Coyle. Um, right now, he's got to be up there for seventh player, um, you know, him and Brandon Carlo. But, uh, man, Charlie Foyle's had a heck of a start to the season. So you really, really got to like what you've seen from him. Um, he's been very good. Uh, so, yeah, again, JVR, uh, Pasta, and, and Charlie Coyle, you really got to like what you've seen from them. Uh, you know, they've been excellent. Um, as well as I got to give a shout-out to uh, Matt Potra and Johnny Beecher. Um, you know, I know Potra's offensive, offense has slowed down. Uh, he's only got one one goal, one assist in his last five. But the way he uh, the way he plays without the puck, as he I, I think is even more impressive um, than his play with the puck. Um, you know, because he's able to play strong defensively. You see him win a lot of board battles, a lot of one on one battles. Um, you know, he he's he's str- very strong on the puck as well. Um, I don't know if he's been working a lot with Charlie Coyle. Charlie Coyle is is one of the best players in the league um, at just controlling the puck and Potra's right up there with him. I mean, he's, he's excellent at, at maintaining the puck on a stick, controlling the puck, like again, winning board battles. Um, and for a kid that's small, I mean, he's going to grow into his frame. Uh, he's not a big guy, but you know, he, you know, he's going to add some weight. Um, he's going to get bigger, um, you know, within the next year or so, you know, as, as maybe not as the season goes on, but throughout the summer, uh, and next in the off season, he'll get bigger. Um, you know, he's going to, you know, really fill in and, and he's going to be, uh, he's going to be a heck of a player for this Bruins team going forward because he's having a real, real great rookie season. Um, again, the, the play without the puck, um, has been, has been very good. Um, and then his play with the puck when he's going offensively, um, you know, he, he creates a lot of opportunities and, um, he's so creative in the offensive, in the offensive zone. Um, so you really got to like what, what he's done this year. Um, you know, not only, uh, you know, offensively, but defensively and without the puck as well. He's a guy that Montgomery can trust, you know, he, he's, you know, he's a guy that I think other coaches, if he wasn't going offensively, maybe he takes a seat. Um, on the bench, maybe he gets benched at times during a game, but Montgomery's liked what he's seen, and I think a lot of Bruins fans have liked what they've seen from from uh, from Matt Patra because he's been a heck of a player. Even though you know lately he hasn't, you know the offense hasn't been there completely, but um, as far as you know, even with the offense not with the offense not being there altogether, um, you know he's had a heck of a uh, you know he's had a heck of a time. Uh, he's he's had a. a some really good play without the puck. So you'll love to see that. And Johnny Beecher on the other hand as well. Uh, you know, Padre got a goal against uh, Columbus the other night, which you'll love to see. Um, Beecher got a, a goal as well. Um, you know, so Beecher's been another guy, another a, a guy that's come up, you know, um, there really was some unknown with him because he hasn't really, you know, he, he didn't play with Boston yet. He's been uh, in Providence. He's had some good numbers there, but um, you know, this, this is a guy that's not, you know, he, he's not going to be a top line center. He's not going to be a top six center, 
but he's provided some really, really good fourth line minutes with Lauko and, you know, whether it's been Steen, whether it's been Brown, um, or whether it's been geeky as of late, you know, the fourth line with him and Lauko, they've been excellent. Um, and a lot of that play has to be, uh, you know, has to, you know, you got to credit Beecher. Um, you know, he's really anchored that fourth line. Um, he had a, he had a really good dad's trip with a couple of goals. So you got to like what you've seen from Johnny Beecher. Um, I know I do. Um, you know, he's been a really, really good player for this team. So you got to really, really like what you've seen from, uh, from Johnny Beecher. Um, so credit to him. He's been an excellent player. Um, you know, he's been very good. Uh, one of the few, uh, bright spots, um, you know, on this stretch here. Um, and then Leah, let me go over the, uh, the lines here, uh, that, uh, that we put together a practice today. First line looking like what it's going to be for tomorrow against San Jose. You got DeBrusque, Zaka and pasta. You got, which, um, I like that line. I think DeBrusque, um, can really benefit from playing with Zaka and pasta. You know, you really want to get a guy like DeBrusque going to sports. He's scored a couple of goals recently, so you really want to see him continue that momentum, continue to get going. Um, because I think if you really get Jake DeBrus going, then you can really get some other guys going as well. So um, I, I don't, I, I, I like him. I, I like him with uh, with Zaka and Pasta, and I think uh, you know Zaka has been excellent offensively um, as well as Pasta. So hopefully that can kind of rub off on J on uh, on JD. And, and you see him really get going offensively because when he's going offensively, I think this Bruins team is in a much better position than they are, um, you know, if he's quiet. So uh, I like that top line. Again, uh, then you, you go down, you got Marshawn, Potter, and Heineken. Um, I think a lot of Bruins fans have been clamoring for Patra to be with Marshawn or Pasta um, somewhere in that top six. Because I think if he's got, you know, guy, if he's got world class players around him, he's gonna play well. Um, you know, he, you know, Marshawn and Patra have showed some chemistry even, even in preseason. Um, I think they played a little bit together throughout the regular season as well. Um, you know, so far through the first, you know, 20, 20 21 games or so. Um, so I like Patra with with Marshawn. I think that can maybe even get Marshawn going a little bit too just as much as it can get Potter going. Um, and then Dan Heinen on the right side on that line. Um, you know, I don't mind that either because Heinen's been good. He's been really good. He's scored, he's been, he's uh, scored, a, he's scored a few goals here. Um, he's played really well with the puck um, defensively. Um, he's made a couple of great plays. I always go to that uh, Beecher goal. I believe that was in Tampa where he behind him made a heck of a play where he kept, he was able to, he, he, he kept the puck, uh, you know, in the zone. Um, it was able to feed Beecher and Beecher goes in on, uh, Johansson, um, uh, against Tampa and gets a goal, um, you know, on that dad's trip. So, uh, Heinen's made a, you know, when you really, when you watch him play, he's made a couple of really good plays that have led to goals. Um, so I really like what I've seen from, uh, from Dan Heinen. I think he's been really good. He's been a good addition for this team. And I think he's almost been a better player than he was the first time he was in Boston. That first stint, I think he's even been better now than he was, than he was then. So I don't mind Heinen on that line, uh, as well. And then that third line, you got JVR, Coyle and Frederick, not really much to say about that line. They've been probably one of the best Bruins lines, um, to date. Um, JVR has been solid. Like I said, Coyle has been very good, um, especially offensively. 
Um, and then you got Frederick who's provided some physicality. Um, you know, he's been scoring. He had that two goal game against Montreal not that long ago. Um, you know, he seems to be playing, you know, he seems to be really enjoying himself here and, and playing well. Um, so you really got to like, um, you know, what he's been able to provide. So, um, I, that line has been probably one of, if not the best Bruins line so far this year. Um, and then you followed up with the fourth line of Laco Beecher in Geeky, uh, Geeky back. He scored a goal against the Rangers, uh, coming back from injury. Uh, but again, Laco and Beecher have been a very deadly combo on that fourth line. Um, they've definitely developed some chemistry. Um, you know, Laco, um, you know, the offense is coming for him. Beecher, the offense is, has been here this year. Um, which is a plus for him because he's not known for his offense. But listen, if you can get some solid fourth line minutes out of Johnny Beecher as well as get, um, you know, some some offense uh, with it, you know, you gotta love your you, you gotta love that if you if you're the Bruins, um, if you're Montgomery, you gotta love that when um, you know you can get a guy like him to uh, provide offensively, um, you know, as well as anchor that fourth line and play some some good minutes there. You know, you gotta really love what you see. Um, from a guy like Johnny Beecher. And then defensively, you got Grizzly and McAvoy. Grizzly, uh, you know, hasn't really looked too great coming back from injury. McAvoy's been a horse, um, you know, as he always is. Um, you got Lindholm and Carlo, you know, always a good second line pair. Um, again, you just like to see, you know, maybe some offense coming from Hampus Lindholm. Um, and then you got Forbert and Shattenkirk, which did not look good. Uh, against Columbus, uh, Derek Forbert struggled a little bit as well as uh, Shattenkirk. Um, you really would love to see a lot more from uh, from that uh, from that deep pair, but uh, yeah, boy, they could uh, they could definitely use a good game on Thursday against San Jose. Hopefully, a little bit of a get right game uh, for the two of them. But uh, yeah, you definitely like to see uh, a lot more um, from them. Um, you know, as the <laughs> you know, as this next, uh, you know, few games come here, but, uh, and then you got all Mark and, uh, you got all Mark and Swayman Swayman expected to start tomorrow against San Jose. Um, listen, this is a huge game for this Bruins team. Um, huge game for this Bruins team against a bad, bad San Jose team. Um, if you lose to San Jose, people are really going to start freaking out here. Um, you know, but it is a again a very winnable game, a, a get right game. As I thought, Columbus was going to be a get right game. Um, it looks like hopefully it's going to be San Jose as a game where the Bruins look at it and they say, "Listen, we need to get going here. Um, you know, we can't continue to do what we're doing right now um, because it's, things are not working out. We're not in sync. Um, we're turning the puck over, taking too many penalties." And we're just not playing simply. We're not playing simple hockey. We're they make they're making two things again. They they're making things too hard on themselves by trying to do too much. Um, and listen, you got to when, when you're in a rut like this, you just have to go back to simple hockey, fundamental hockey. Again, stop trying to do too much offensively. That's another thing. One thing that I wanted to point out from the game against Columbus was. On that two-on-one, when Marshawn and Post had the two-on-one and they didn't even get a shot off, dude, you got to shoot the fucking puck. For God's sake, shoot the damn puck. Because, listen, when you have – your team's not – when your team's struggling offensively, defensively, I mean, it's been every side of the puck, you name it, they've been struggling. You have to be able to just simplify your game, and they haven't been able to do that. 
and it's cost them here. And that that two on one was so frustrating the other night against Columbus because you know they're better than that. You know, shoot the fucking puck. Sometimes they just try to be too cute, especially even on empty nets. It's like you pass, I pass. You want to score, I score. It's like just put the puck in the net and call it a night. That's it. That's all you have to do. And we have when you have golden opportunities like that, golden chances, you got to take advantage of it. So you know you need you need to to shoot the puck when you have opportunities and finish your chances. You have to do that. Simplify your game. You got a good. You got a hell of an opportunity on Thursday night against the bad San Jose team. Figure it out. Figure it out against them. And let's let's get this shit going because you got a hell of a of a task on Tuesday. I mean, if you lose Thursday. You got a huge task against the Leafs in Toronto on Saturday night. Um, you know, you don't want that. So let's go. Let's w- you know win a game against San Jose, figure this thing out, and then prepare for Toronto on Saturday because that's going to be, um, you know, a, a, a definitely a, a hell of a game. But it's going to be a it's going to be a big task um, when you're trying to get right. Get right against these bad teams. San Jose is the team to do it, um, and then get ready for Toronto on Saturday night. But lastly. Do I think the season is over? No. Do I think the sky is falling? No. Do I think it's over for the Bruins team? No. Do I think they blow it up? No, no, no. This team is still a playoff team. They're good. They're going through a rut. Listen, we're not used to this. I know. I know what your guys are. I know what Bruins fans are feeling right now. We're not used to losing, um, especially after the last uh, couple of years here. Uh, We're not used to losing. So, I understand it, but the team is, is it's not over. Um, you know, this this team is still good. They're gonna, you know, this is a rut that, you know, uh, I know we didn't want to expect it, but it's expected. They're not gonna win every game. Um, they're not gonna blow every team out of the water. Um, this was gonna happen, and you know, you just gotta hope that uh, they're able to snap out of it um, quickly. But this is still a playoff team. This is still a very good team. They got a good roster, and you know we just gotta you know hope that this team can 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 snap out of this. But it's not even close to being over. I'm not you know don't hit the there's no panic button being hit now. Just everybody relax, take a deep breath, and let's focus on one game at a time. Let's get this let's get this shit going. Let's right the ship. Let's get back to playing Bruins hockey and back to winning hockey. So. Again, big game against thir- against San Jose. It's a get-right game. Figure it out against a bad team, and let's get going, boys. Um, again, thank you guys for listening. As always, to the people that listen, thank you so much. Um, spread the word. Um, tell your friends. Tell your uh, tell your boyfriends. Tell your wives. Tell your kids. Um, you know, listen to the podcast. Uh, and uh, let's go, bees, baby. Let's go, bees.